Hello and welcome to Runway Girl Network In Conversation, a deep dive into aviation and the passenger experience. I'm RGN Deputy Editor John Walton, and here at the Aircraft Interiors Expo in Hamburg, I'm in conversation with editor and publisher Mary Kirby. Mary and I are debriefing after the show, talking seats, connectivity, in-flight entertainment and more. But first, thanks to our sponsor. In Conversation is brought to you by Bolteron, a Simona company, purveyor of high-performance thermoplastics for tomorrow's aircraft interiors. With new and groundbreaking innovations in design capabilities, Bolteron offers airlines the ability to customise the cabin with lightweight materials, with metallic effects, translucent decorative panels with unique embedded patterns, dynamic textures, vibrant pearlescence, and more. Learn more at boltaron.com. So, Mary, welcome. We are literally just out of the Aircraft Interiors Expo. What a busy show this year. It was off the hook, John. Gosh, I have to say I'm still sweating a little bit. (laughs) We were running around like crazy. We really were, and so were the airlines. Yes. I saw a lot of airlines there, and what I found really interesting this year, airlines are bringing more and more junior people. It's not just the vice president of cabin this or the senior vice president of services that. It's the people who are really at the coalface of creating the next generation of passenger experience. You're absolutely right. When I was at uh, the Bombardier uh, stand, I noticed that Delta's contingent in particular had a lot of younger people, which is wonderful yeah. to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, uh, there were some airlines in my hotel, and I may have earwigged on a couple of little conversations. Never, John. And, <laughs> no, it was, it was really fascinating. Good. Um, there was a lot of really, really good thought being put into, into how we're creating this next generation of passenger experience. Absolutely. I think that the headline for me, and, I'm, and I'll see what you think, is these new next generations of the lines, which are finally being ordered by airlines. We're seeing what they're going to look like and everything. Yes, I am in agreement with you here, John. I'm rather stunned, in fact, by some of these slimlines. Uh, <laughs> what they've managed to do in yeah. terms of carving out space mm-hmm. for the knees and shins. Yeah. I am touched by how little I am touched at the knee <laughs> and shin, indeed. Um, the big news, obviously, this show is Jevon. Of course. Italian seat maker based in Naples. New seat called the Ascenza. And the trick with Ascenza is that they've moved the rear of the two horizontal support bars forwards, which means they've increased the amount of knee space they can give you, they've increased the amount of shin clearance they can give you. We sat in that last year. We got that picture of me holding up that tape measure. (laughs) Your knees are about four metres away from the front of the seat. It's wild. Um, Absolutely amazing. And they've got a huge order, 110 uh, A320 Neos from Wizz Air, the European low-cost carrier. Lufthansa Group's premium hub airline, so that's Lufthansa Swiss and Austrian for 50 and how many was it for Interjet today? Another uh, bunch of Airbus. I know, it was amazing. They, Jevin really took the show in terms yeah. of headlines yeah. and bravo yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, and I'm in full agreement with you on this seat, having sat in it now a few times mm-hmm. and also sat in yeah. it over at the ATR stand. Yeah. Because ATR turboprops, yeah. they feature that yeah. as their main seat. Well, both of their main seats. They mm-hmm. have a normal and a prestige level seat. Yes. I was talking with Susanna Honkova today. And yeah, they've done some really interesting things with that as well. It's you know? the most popular one for them. Now, they also yeah. offer the explicit, but... Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jevin is uh, on the march. Absolutely. So, so bravo, Jevin. <laughs> bravo. Um... <laughs> What else have we seen in the Slimline News? Recaro launched the BL3710, which is their basic replacement for what Lufthansa is currently flying. Okay. It's that little bit sort of mid-range in terms of features uh, for your short to medium range in terms of distance aircraft. Had a good sit in it. They they, they, they took us out in... uh, on, on, uh, when was it? About four weeks ago or possibly Sunday evening? (laughs) Um, Monday evening, in fact. Um, 
actually it's a really great little seat. There's, it's, it's not quite as slimline as the previous generations. They've done a lot of engineering on it. Are there some comfort attributes of this job? There really are. Okay. You know, look, I mean, I think Recaro has come in for a lot of slack from the lack of cushioning on their previous generation yes, seats. Hands up. I have had my difficulties with former Recaro slimlines. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, I think that it's one of those seats, it felt to me, and I'm not sure whether, it, were your issues on the Alaska Airlines sort of implementation Correct. of it? Correct. Yeah. Yes. There was something about that whether it's the way that the... Because the, there's, there's no cushioning, it's just a sort of netting underneath which serves as, as a support feature. Um, I think there's something about the way that that translates to the 737 cross-section with mm-hmm. those narrower seats yes. that really changes the experience. Yeah. Um, you'll be pleased to know that the 3710 offers another one of these pull-off seat cushion slash structure things underneath. Jevon does that as well. Yeah, this, yeah. Is a, this is a real trend that we're seeing. Yeah. And again, you've got the rear uh, horizontal bar push forwards. Yes. The... Trade-off of that, of course, is that they have to change the way that the structure of the rest of the seat works for the increasingly difficult certification issues. Right. We have Nidge to join Hick. Yes, yes, yes. Well, one does not want to break one's neck. Yes. Nidge, of course, being the neck injury criterion, part of the head injury criterion. It's semi-official um, for new seats which have to hit 16G and all of the twist and turn, uh, shake, rattle and roll. One can understand, however, with this new generation of slim lines, mm-hmm. why it's important to really focus on that. Because Agreed. you can see, yeah. you know, they've narrowed it down so thin, you really mm-hmm. want that assurance that, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes. yes, exactly. We also saw, again, the Rockwell Aspire. Mm. Um, this is the Rockwell Collins Aspire seat. It's for the uh, A350-777X this is another one where you sit in it at 30 inches and you think this has got to be pitched at 33 because my knees are so far away from the... This one wowed me last year. They they teased it last year, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, yeah, this year it was more fully on display. But um, yeah, this will be on United, right? Yeah, yep. a whole bunch of different airlines. Yeah. Um, Rockwell Collins is, of course, a little shtum about its customer announcements. Obviously, they want their customers to make those announcements, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, but again, this is one of um, amazing new generations of fully featured economy seats, learning from this generation of stem lines. Rockwell really has been hitting it out of the out of the park, yeah. to be honest with you. Two on Crystal premium Cabin Awards. And on, on, yeah. Yes, the, yeah, yeah. two Crystal Cabin Awards, which was remarkable. But um, also, and I fly Southwest Airlines all the time out of BWI, uh, you know, their implementation on South, Southwest that Meridian seat is, is wonderful. really yeah. a wonderful yeah. seat. I mean, it's yeah. if you're going to buy a 737 and pack it out, yeah. Meridian is a great yeah. way to go. Yeah. Now, we've got to remember, of course, that if you're flying the Southwest 737-800, that's still pitched at 32 inches. I know. So that's that. Look. 32 inches at anything. Thank you, Southwest. Is a good, is a good three <laughs> inches more than I There's enjoy. There's a reason why I fly Southwest. <laughs> that extra inch really makes a difference. It does. It yeah. really does. And if you can count on, on the aircraft type maintaining the same, yeah. like with so many of these, yeah. um, this exactly is the reason why I'm so excited about Jevon from a personal point of view. Mm-hmm. Living in France, I fly a lot of these Lufthansa Group airlines around Europe, yeah. connecting through one of their various hubs. I'm so delighted that I'm going to be able to do that without my knee having to stick out into the aisle. So now, your knees are important, John. Mm-hmm. Your living space is still feeling a little bit more confined. Yeah. As much as yeah. I love Jevon, you, the seat back in front of you yeah. will be closer to your face. Well, it will be exactly as close as the current seats on Lufthansa. You're joking. No, 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 no. They're pitching the business class at 32 inches. Ah. They're pitching further back at 31 to 30 okay. and down the back 29. They're not well, going below 29 Paul Estoppi told me. Okay. Paul Estoppi, who's the sort of, um, uh, I can't remember what his exact title is, but he's the, the person who was the Lufthansa person. He's Lufthansa. assured you. He's assured me. Okay, well, and, thank and goodness and for When that. a Swiss person assures me, I don't. 
believe them. <laughs> but look, here's the thing. These rows are already dire. Uh-huh. No window. No window. Um, no you're, overhead. You're at 29 inches. Yeah. If I'm going to be in that sort of situation, I'd rather be in that sort of seat, in that, that sort of pitch, in a new seat. And we also saw mirrors. You couldn't miss mirrors. And not only that, but they had that wonderful striking selection of design house designed seats. Yes, I was really yeah. impressed by their ultra leather well and mm-hmm. the, um, oh, what's the other one? Ultra suede. Yeah. Neither of them are leather or suede, but no. you would never know. No, no. You absolutely wouldn't. Um, and what they're doing with our work's design house internally is really interesting. Obviously, they're aiming at the airline, which doesn't have a huge amount of internal design capacity. Right. But they can, you know, go through and demonstrating as part of their thing they'll make you a mood board they'll turn you a seat out of that mood board that's a really compelling proposition for a lot of a uh, lot of small and it looks space. really snazzy they're doing a beautiful job those I mean, seats look really hot they are and they're hot you, you had laser etched leather on it some of those like, seats you know a sports car sort of design. yeah it's really cool cut on the bias for that for that one that looked that the nordic look one that yes was, that was really great i really like that and of course the mirror seat has now debuted on yeah. it has at Eek! 28-inch seat pitch, which now, to be fair, Miris at 29-inch pitch, I am fine with. Mm-hmm. At 28, it starts to get a bit tight. Yep. Don't forget, though, AirAsia offer all the significant amount of extra legroom yes. for basically 10 bucks. Yes. Spend a little bit more and you'll just get that extra inch and it makes all the difference. Having set in the 28 and 29-inch configurations today... Yep. That inch on mirrors yeah. is huge. And look, if you get a couple more inches than that on the on the hot seats, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Go for and it. And this is a real challenge to those legacy airlines, isn't it, Mary? It really you know, is. the fact that if you are on Air Asia and you pay ten more dollars on your fare, you can get more legroom than you can on a legacy carrier. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real challenge. It's and a real challenge. I, yeah, I mean of course our listeners are well aware, but if it's not clear, every inch does count. It does. And every does. half inch counts as well. Yes. Speaking of half an inch, you were on pitch. <laughs> yes, I was on pitch. Um, you know, one of the things about pitch that I find interesting was about, oh gosh, maybe four years ago, maybe five, when they started coming on the scene, they had a seat, uh, and they actually still do have this seat and an evolved version of it, where to sit in it, you had to do kind of a man spread, where mm-hmm. your left leg would be in one slot, mm-hmm. your right leg yeah. would be in another. And I, little, little bit of Annie Oakley there. It was a little bit much. Now, now that I fly in leggings everywhere I go, for mm-hmm. comfort, of course, it's less of an issue. Mm-hmm. But back in those days, I was still in the yeah. skirt-wearing, heel-wearing at the airport mm-hmm. phase. Yeah. <laughs> and that was difficult. Um, it's a little bit better now. Their latest evolution is uh, is impressive, and they have carved out a lot of space. I yeah. put them alongside Miris in that regard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I sat in that last year. It, yeah. they, they've done a good job on that. They've done some really innovative things on the seat back as well. Mm-hmm. Certainly one to watch. Yes, for Absolutely. sure. Gary Joy. Yeah. 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 And now it's back. Uh, the Skyrider. <laughs> oh, my word. Speaking of the Annie Oakley cowboy <laughs> experience. Speaking of roller coaster experience. Yeah, the Avio Interior Skyrider is back. That is known as the saddle seat. And it is by and away, uh, far and away, the most discussion about any seat at this. Which area. is a bit naughty of Avio Interiors because I think to myself, PR stunt geniuses or oh, trying yeah. to destroy the passenger experience. Well, okay. So look, it's it's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to sit in it. You wouldn't want to sit in it. Uncomfortable None of us doesn't want to describe yeah. the Skyrider. You, you, you have to squat. Now, here's the thing, though. We're in, a, in an age now. What is it? Th- how many years since it first appeared? Mm, it's been five at least. Yeah. 28 inches is a normal thing. I will bet you cash money we'll see 27 inches displayed next year. 
this thing is at 23. I know. It's, um, you know, it, every inch counts. It does. Uh, 23 is, uh, it's, a, it's a rather tight, tight experience. Yeah. My knees were crushed yeah. into the seat in front of me, even yeah. though you're on a slope. It's a yeah. saddle seat, folks. It's a saddle. It's as yeah. if, like, you're riding a bike. It's, you know what it reminds me of? There are seats on Italian trains that are like that. They're the ones that near, the, near the entrance, which when a wheelchair user needs to use them, the wheelchair wheels in. When a wheelchair user is not there, people can use it as a perch. I call it a butt in. shelf. <laughs> it's a butt shelf, folks. But hey, but, it's for but, a subset. But hey, yes. But hey, it's for a subset. The, the idea yeah. is that it would be on a subset of the aircraft, that it wouldn't yeah. be the entire, obviously, yeah. configuration. Mm -hmm. But it also would require a bit of a reimagining of the cabin yeah. to get the poles in. Yeah. Yes, there are poles, dear reader. Yes. yes. <laughs> or dear listener. Yes, yes. They, 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 they are attached to the ceiling and the floor. Um, look, their pitch on this, and, and I'm not sure... I'm still not sure whether I, whether I fully agree with this, this this pitch on it, but the idea is essentially that this is for the developing world market where people um, would be able to fly for the first time at the pricing that this would enable. I did see their statement, and that is included in their statement. Yes, yeah. it's um, to open up brand new markets yeah. at if, a price point. If you're in, say, afford. Indonesia or Malaysia, yeah. flying into Ireland for the first time, and that now means you can access a hospital or some uh, some form of family member who is who is moved away for work. Can we talk about the difference in human size though in some of these regions? Average really female length is in some places shorter than others. Let's let's yeah. just let's just I yeah. mean Air Asia for example going 28 inches on the mirror seat that we were just talking about. The population is still mm -hmm. more yeah. how shall we say a little bit yeah. more petite yeah. than the average American. Yes. Or, or or European. Right. I mean, you know, KLM will probably not be selecting this yes. given that the Dutch are on average the highest in yes. in Europe. Yeah. It's it is an interesting and thought provoking question. Um, my there's lots of questions. Lots John, of questions, including do... will it provoke thought among legislators and certification authorities as to actually fix a flaw to pitch and passenger experience? Yes, it it will provoke a lot, and I have to say I I shared some of these images on my Facebook page, and mm -hmm. a lot of just regular people. Men and women chimed in with their comments, and they and were. What did Vladimir and Tatiana have to say? <laughs> they were overwhelmingly negative about the Skyrider yeah. because there is this fear that we're on some sort of slippery slope, and that yeah. if we let it drop yeah. down below twenty-eight inch pitch, which, mm -hmm. by the way, uh, twenty-eight is the baseline in the UK, but no other country, to my knowledge, has actually set a baseline. So, there, if you're in China, yeah. if you're a Spring Airlines, you could theoretically bring mm -hmm. the Skyrider yeah. in flight. Yeah. Uh, it's my understanding, and, I, and I'm basing this on. On some some data that we had at Root Happy when okay. I used to be director of data there, um, it was something like a small propeller plane, like a single propeller plane, you know, the Martha's Vineyard shuttle. Yes, it was officially a twenty-seven inch pitch. Okay, but that was the lowest thing. Twenty-eight is the lowest that any real any airline any any gone. airline with a grown-up yeah. plane had. <laughs> so that's economy. Yes. I mean, the, um, look, it's where most of us fly most of the time. Yeah. Um, I even I, Mary, have have have. Rolled on backwards. With, Surely with, not. With, with, with my You're rolling luggage. Join the rest of us in the back of the bus, John. You know, I've always been there at least 50% of the time. <laughs> but, but no, this year, because I've been shuffling around Europe so much, I've yep. been in there a lot. The business class proposition here just doesn't make sense. No, I know. Not Euro, at all. Eurobiz just is a head scratcher. Yeah. 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 Um, but there is some stuff in business class this year. There's a lot of interesting things. Yes, there are. Um, as Beyonce said, if you liked it, then you should have put a door on it. <laughs> 
And yes, after the win by Thompson with their Vantage XL Plus as the Delta One Suite last year at Crystal Cabins, um, even more people have brought seats with doors this year. I noticed. Um, so uh, the very first thing I saw, Zodiac uh, has the uh, Cirrus option with a door. Mm. And Sky Lounge, which is that staggered seat they have on uh, Emirates uh, A380s and ANA's uh, 777s and 787s. Um, the Skyline one is very interesting because it's not just door as such, it's, just, it's a fabric screen that comes across, mm. which reminds me a little bit of that original Singapore Airlines A380 with the fabric and the, in the doors of the, of the original suite, okay. um, which was of course only 11 years ago now that that went into service, so <laughs> how far we have come from first class to business class. Ooh, I got to see Q Suite with the door for the very first time. Oh, your yes, first time in, I, in the big queue. I had the pleasure of being a judge for the Crystal Cabin Awards, which is known as the Oscars of the aircraft interiors industry, and uh, of course, Q Suite did awfully well at the Crystal yeah. Cabin Awards, Yeah, but that door is essential there as well. It is. I love that privacy. It's, it is truly remarkable. I mean, I think that a lot of us were very sceptical when we saw it. Um, my scepticism was was dimmed. Hmm. Uh, you know, I was I was I was very impressed at the Paris Air Show last year when I first got on board. Yeah. And when Qatar always had me on that on that trip to open their Chiang Mai route, oh, and I yes. flew out to it on Paris, um, I was truly stunned. I believe you truly ranked stunned. it as the number one business class seat of twenty eighteen, John. Exactly. And look, my first my my top business class seat is twenty eighteen. Now that and the Thompson Vantage yeah. uh, XL Plus with the door. Yeah. The door is important. The door gives you privacy if you want it. It means that you're this is by light and noise and everything else. Yes. Um yes. it's the door is the way forward, and that may be why we have we have seen so many people with doors. Um you've got them, you've got you know Ricaro have a door option on a CL thirty uh, CL sixty seven ten, uh which is the allow seat, mm-hmm. um and which will also be taken on uh a number of other airlines. Um they've 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 announced that tap. I believe is taking the the base seat on the oh, I, I spoke to Tap today. Mm-hmm. Had a lovely interview with Tap Air Portugal. Excited about that Neo coming. Yeah, that'll really open floor. up some options for them. Yes, that's going to be really, really. They're going to wow passengers with a spectacular LED lighting scheme. So watch the space. Yeah, I mean, look, the the lighting thing is so interesting. It is. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff around um, integrated illuminated paneling. Oh yes, um, Rockwell um, had a lot of that. Yeah, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Rockwell Collins has this this lighting room, um, which is simply amazing. But I was also um, I also saw a number of other companies doing the same sort of not the same sort of idea, but really looking at how you can use the fact that we have all these panels of thermoplastics that with LEDs, micro LEDs, and nano LEDs, we can illuminate from within. It's amazing. Imagine if there was a soft glow coming from the overhead bins to wake you up. Mm-hmm. Right, rather mm-hmm. than you know, even rather than the, the directional downlights, mm-hmm. right, and that's going to be full aircraft, right? They're not just going to install that in business class; they may install it in business class to start off with, but that will make it all the way down the back. Imagine the space and weight they can save if your reading light no longer has to be in the overhead. Yeah, I like right? that. I like that. I, I'm also impressed with some of the projector technology that's mm. happening in yeah, conjunction yeah. with the LED lighting. And Absolutely. DL Aviation showed some really interesting yeah. entryways, yeah. which I thought yeah. really kind of will calm you down. Yeah. If you've had a harried experience at the airport, you come aboard yeah. and it's this kind of gentle projection. That sort of, that sort of yeah, that sort of a little bit of movement. It is. Um, because yeah, nice. apparently too much movement raises your stress <laughs> levels. Yes. I'm just told. a tad for the movement. Um, but no, it's really great. And of course, Deal Aviation is a new name for Deal. Correct. Um, congratulations to them on their 
revamp? I don't think many people realize, well, perhaps our listeners may not, but Deal actually is a nose-to-tail provider. Yep. I mean, they're up in yep. the uh, cockpit yeah. as well. And actually, that sort of nose-to-tail integrator is becoming much more common in this mm-hmm. industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see it with the UTC, Rockwell Collins Absolutely. side of things. You see it with Saffron. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zodiac. Which now has Zodiac. Um, there are so, so many of these larger companies who are now able to provide things that really only the OEMs were able to provide before. Right. And I think that you see the reaction to that in the fact that the Airbus stand was 50% services. Hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, Airbus is, is itself refurbishing both the A380s that are going back to be recabbing for the Singapore Airlines and Qantas A380s. Okay, very um, good, very good. Now, of course, Deal has a lot of that market itself, right? It's not just Airbus, but yeah. it's Airbus leading that services, that, that kind of MRO. Yes, it is. It's always fascinating, actually, to see Airbus and Deal. They're, they're kind of... Uh, frenemies is not the right word, but they do it But it out. kind of is. You know, they do get yeah. out of it, don't they? You remember last time, <laughs> last time at Apex? Well, it was, it was the Aircraft Interiors Americas in Long Beach um, back in back in September, when Deal and Lufthansa Systems had that sort of replacement space flex for a refit, mm. uh, and that was that was a real yeah. Real, it was. It's, put them up. Put them up. It's really a Galilav combo. Really exactly. <laughs> interesting. Yes. Interesting that tension between the two. Why we're we talking Galilavs? Yes. One of my favourite things this year is the Rockwell Collins solution for uh, turning the door areas into multifunctional spaces. Oh. They have these amazing, it's, they call it butterfly, not to be confused with Airbus's butterfly. But is this similar to what Deal is doing? A, a little bit, but not entirely. Okay. So Rockwell's is is massive. So you basically have these um, either preset or post takeoff loaded uh, closets, which swing out to provide rest for the crew. These two doors swing out, close in the middle of your doors, one, two, three, or four, whichever hmm. one's on your wide body. There's a private area for the crew behind if, if the crew needs to rest or they just want to sit down there with a magazine you know, on, their, on their downtime when it's not, they don't need to be serving or anything. Hmm. Full passenger self-service makes it into a, a, a sort of third space within the cabin. Uh, really interesting stuff. Really interesting stuff going on there. Guess who else is doing a Galilav combo, though? Everyone. <laughs> Bombardier C-Series. It's a coming. Yeah. It's yeah. a coming. Yeah. But Bombardier insists that it will not allow or it's not even possible for this Galilav combo to devolve the passenger experience in those last two rows. They are assuring that you as a passenger will still have a window. It will still be the same type of experience as, Mm -hmm. you know, middle of the plane. Yeah. So here's hoping. I also saw a really interesting presentation on what Bombardier is doing to make the CRJ. Ah, a little, yes. a little more interesting in some way. Yes, atmosphere. PRM accessible lab. Yep, the atmosphere cabin, or in French, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. There's an accent. It's beautiful, actually. Look, it, it looks really great. Look, I have flown on my fair share of CRJs yes. this last year living in France. It is a regular visitor to my home airport of Lyon, um, and yeah, I can't fit my rolling carry-on bag in those overheads. Yeah, and in Bombardier's new one, I can. Yep. Game changer. It Absolutely is. game changer. It really is. I mean, when I was when I was flying here, the outsourced ground agents at Lyon had not made any announcements about the fact that this it was planned as a CRJ. They didn't make anything uh, about the fact that small overhead bins. 
leaving the poor Lufthansa flight attendant to bellow out God. of the door at people lining up on the ground oh, to gate check their thing. Ridiculous. I mean, look, because it was Lufthansa flight attendant, she bellowed in three separate languages. But it doesn't but, have to be this but way, John. But you do not have to do that bellowing. No, right? and, and it doesn't look, have and, to be And the this nice way. thing is that the Bombardier is doing the work to make those bins bigger, which would be great for all the airlines that are flying CRJs. I mean, yeah, you've seen United taking up more of those old 50-seaters. And it's remarkable. I mean, this is not your grandmother or your mother's CRJ. This is a exactly. whole brand new yeah. experience when you walk into that cabin. You, yeah. You'd hardly know that yeah. you're in a little... Yeah. Tiny puddle, puddle, puddle jumper. Puddle jumper. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's uh, halls five, six, and seven right, of this show. You really covered a lot, John. One, two, and three were the connectivity side of things. Yes, and entertainment. It was fascinating. Mm. Um, it comes as no surprise that the in-flight connectivity industry is uh, hotly competitive, John. Hotly. Yeah. Hotly. Yeah. To the point that um, awesome Claws perhaps may be coming out a little bit. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so, and some of those legal claws are Some of the legal are, claws are, are, are coming out yes, as indeed. well. Um, so, of course, right in advance of the show, uh, there was a rather significant announcement when Utelsat mm-hmm. uh, said that it was not going to invest in the Viasat 3 uh, satellite that would have served Europe and the Middle East, uh, and that it was going to go in its own direction for Europe uh, with a satellite built by TELUS. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> it was quite a interesting and a very, uh, let's sh- shall we say, a lot of people were talking about it on the show floor. Yes, yes. yes. A buzz. It was a, it was buzz a lot of buzz. News. It was yeah. buzzy, buzzy, buzzy. Yeah. And there's lots of questions now as to what is the uh, plan. Uh, Viasat yeah. assures that everything remains in play. Mm-hmm. It is going to push forward without yeah. Utelsat yeah. as a partner on this uh, satellite. Mm-hmm. And it assures that it has the orbital slots. But needless to say, some of the competitors were questioning all of this. It was uh, had a fabulous conversation with uh, Viasat's Don Bushman. Mm-hmm. It's on the premium side of our site, if any of our listeners yeah. uh, would like to Available on like No, that's not right. <laughs> Available on runwaylearnet.com. <laughs> Yes, and it's good stuff. And and yeah. and and Don it's really, a really interesting read. Yeah, yeah, Don really really breaks yeah. it down. Yeah, all credit to them. They're being very open about They're this. They're being very um, open to them. And you know, yeah. in some ways, they, they, maybe they have additional capacity to now offer to other customers. Yeah. Uh, um, lemon meet lemonade. Exactly. Uh-huh. Now let's get information. Yes. So what else is going on at my FEC world? Mm. I had a great visit with Zodiac Rave. Uh, did they you? have some. Stunning hardware that they're looking at. Okay, so now it's interesting. It's interesting. Zodiac Rave has enjoyed the number three position. Let's just say it now. Panasonic Avionics is the often called the elephant in the room Mm -hmm. in embedded IFE. They have a dominant position in IFE with a 70% market share, which is remarkable. Talos has traditionally been number two, but Rave has been on the march. Yeah. And are they edging out Talos these days? I haven't done the number of screens, number of aircraft aircraft maps in my my spreadsheet, but it would be interesting to see who has that data. Yes. Um, Look, so Rave was very interesting. Talos, of course did a very interesting split of their IFE product line. Yes. Their previous product line was uh, Avant, and the thing about Avant was that it was available for pretty much any aircraft, any airline. The idea was that this was something that anyone could use, anyone could take. Mm-hmm. They're now splitting it back into, uh, into into three. So Core is a subset of Avant, which is for your airline who does not want to uh, invest the time, resources, and uh, experience in... It's cheap and cheerful. It is. You can choose your colours. You can choose from a range of fonts. It's... Easy. Imagine you're building a website and you want to use Squarespace. Yes. Or a similar 
uh, you know, sort of do-it-yourself website building. Go dirty. Quite. <laughs> this is the sort of airline that will be approaching them for core. Right. right? It's, it's cheap, it's cheerful, yes. it, it'll work, it does all the, pretty much the same things that Avant does, except you can't customise it in the same way. And it looks good, and the screens are it's very attractive. gorgeous. Very attractive. Yes. Now, the other end is Prestige. Mm-hmm. And uh, the TAS spokesperson confirmed to me that Emirates, which... Uh, in Singapore, Triple 18 7X? months ago, uh, signed for Talos okay. for its Triple Sevens. That makes sense. Um, we'll be taking the prestige flavour. That makes sense. Um, and indeed, a lot of the mock-ups were for somewhere to Dubai mm-hmm. that we saw. My favourite bit about that whole Talos presentation was that they have QR codes up there so that you can link your telephone in, in with the IFE. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. Well, companion apps are a thing. Yes. Of course, Singapore Airlines yeah. rolled it out a little while ago with exactly. Panasonic. Yeah. But my actual favourite part of it if you scanned the mock-up, it brought you to that trollalo video. It was it was the funniest thing because I scanned it and it started playing on YouTube during the presentation, and How I, I fell over laughing. It's that sort of whimsy in this industry that I really love. Impressive, I really love it. impressive. Talis' stand was quite impressive. It's yeah. a very kind of yeah. immersive experience, yeah. and it, it's a wow factor. Yeah. And as a journalist, you yeah. sit there and they break it down in a way that. So simple and easy to understand. Because here they are saying, okay, look, we've got three systems. Mm -hmm. They're all based on the Advant. Yep. Uh, which yeah. is kind of the, the middle mid-range. Except Prestige does get extra backbone it to take advantage ex- of that 777X. It gets extra backbone, yeah. but at the end of the day, Avant is effectively core. But not yeah. to confuse people, because right. core is the yeah. lower level. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a Talis. That's, that's your, your, your number two market share at present. Yes. Um, and Rave has some really interesting stuff going on. They have some new screens, which made my jaw drop to the floor. Um, these things look like they're made by someone like Apple. Mm. They're that level of mm. industrial design, gorgeous. Yeah, 1080p or 4K, your choice. But you know, and John, you brought it up in a number of press conferences this week. You can have all these gorgeous screens in the world, mm. but if you don't have the content, what you gonna do? It's funny you should say that, Mary, because Rave had the answer for that one as well. Go on. That they so uh, one of the problems with with having these large uh, content libraries at high definition is both space and getting the content on and off the plane. Right? That sneaker net problem of how do I put this SD card in and I need 50 SD cards because I've got so much high definition content. Mm-hmm. They have this cloud concept where essentially every seat on the plane has a fairly large storage capacity. Mm-hmm. The cloud concept is that the uh, each of those seats creates is part of a library of content. You're in 21B, you want to watch Wonder Woman will be on every seat, right? But if you want to watch, um, I'm sure you're very excited about Dremeling 101 from This Old House. <laughs> or some other sort of but more niche content. They can get it to you fast. And the thing is, they'll get it to you because it's actually stored over on seat 12C. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, other box sets are on each of the individual seats. So they've got 20% of the storage on each seat will be local content for the blockbusters that 80% of the people watch. The rest of it will be the stuff like... Dremeling for you or Japan Railway Journal for me. The stuff the stuff that a lot of people are still looking for, right? That kind of interesting content that is very much on the long tail of interest levels. Right? This is this is so interesting the stuff that they're doing. And they're also talking about doing something along the lines of using people's own devices as a sneaker net to get the stuff on the plane. So you break down each of the files into little tiny mini files and you load 
one on so-and-so's phone and one on so-and-so's iPad on the way into the plane over Wi-Fi, and then it uploads it through the companion app, and you, the passenger, get miles in response. That sounds good. Mary, we we are we have talked about the entire show. We have not talked about so much. There are the small companies here that make all of the immensely fabulous things. And the materials, folks, of course. Of course. I mean, yes. I, saw, I talked to people who make those stickers for Frontier's Animal Jets mm-hmm. today. Uh, really interesting little company. We've talked to so many people who make those specific piece of signature thermoplastics. Um, the reading lights, the carpets, the fabrics, the curtains. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on in carpets and fabrics. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on atop the plane, too. Atop the fuselage, you're going to see new antennas, Mm. new radomes. It's quite fascinating. Everyone's going to get the hump. (laughs) Or the wart. It depends on how you do it. (laughs) I consider it a hump, though. Yes. Yes. Well, we are hashtag hump spotters ourselves. We are hump spotters. (laughs) But that is it. Thank you, Mary. It's been a blast. Oh, likewise, John. Thank you so much. That's it for today's conversation. We certainly hope you enjoyed it, and we're always keen to find out what you think. Please feel free to email me at john at runwaygirlnetwork.com with any suggestions. Thanks to our guest, Mary Kirby. She's on Twitter at runwaygirl. As ever, you can find me on Twitter at thatjohn, and everything from RGN is at runwaygirlnetwork.com. If you're enjoying these conversations, please leave a rating and a review wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.